Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're going to chat with someone at the top of their category, whom I call an elite entrepreneur. We're going to talk about taking $2,000 to multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun. And later in this episode, we have an insider's brief to celebrate Teacher Appreciation Month and the importance of raising kind kids who are, after all, our future entrepreneurs. Now, first of all, this has nothing to do with Get Rich Quick. You often hear of people who made great fortunes from, oh, 10 cents in their pocket or something like that. Many of my guests have great successes, but we never promote how much they made and how much they started with. So today I'm trying maybe a little different point of view. It can and does happen. As you know, millionaires can be made in a day, but this is not about making millions. That's the byproduct of what we're going to talk about. This is all about taking a great idea and turning that into a successful business. Listen and learn. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. We want to help you get very successful at dealing and beating setbacks and dealing with failures and hurdles and all sorts of things. Meet Frederick Van Heun. He's the co-founder of Absolute Internship, and he's one of the top 25 Swedish entrepreneurs breaking boundaries around the world. He took $2,000 and turned that into a multi-million dollar business with no funding. And he speaks seven languages, which I'm very impressed. His parents were blue-collar workers, and they were written about in Forbes. Perhaps that helped give him a little bit of a start. We'll find out. And I'm very intrigued because he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he says martial arts is a key foundation to the success he's had. Perhaps the most unique point, something you don't hear. Freddie says he's always straight up honest and he tells the truth no matter what anyone thinks. And I like that. That's very refreshing. I'm going to let Freddie share the rest. I'm going to bring him on. Hi, Freddie. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Thank you very much, Tony. I'm humbled to be here. Freddie, we're all looking forward to learning more about your journey. $2,000 to multi-millions. So perhaps maybe we'll start from the beginning. How did it all start for you? Oh, I think we'll have to go back to when I was in college, in university. I was an exchange student in in Shanghai. um, And uh, my roommate, he was an intern. I was like, what's an intern? Because back in Sweden, where I'm from, internships were not a big deal. So I was like, well, Freddie, it's like you're going to work. You're learning the ropes. Um, You're not getting paid but it looks good on your CV and it gets you the foot into the door into like getting a solid graduate job. I'm like, okay, I should be doing one of those. Um, so I met a bunch of other interns that were working for the Beijing Olympics, Heineken and many other firms. And it, were, it was great. The year after I was an exchange student in Japan and I had three American classmates that were looking for summer internships. And I was like, oh, I know some interns that used to intern in in Shanghai, back in China. And I think I can help you. I I, I can hook you guys up. And this was before Airbnb, before booking.com. 
it was not like you can go online and book something in China. Like you had to be like literally on the ground, knocking on real estate agents doors to get somewhere to live, so to speak. So I helped these guys out to sort out their internships and didn't think more about that. The year after I graduated and I always wanted to live abroad. So I was living in Bangkok, no job. I was living on $500 per month because I'm a very big soccer fan. Tony, you from Italy, my favorite team is Juventus. I know it's from the north, you're from the south, but you know, Juventus is my team since I was eight years old. Um, anyway, I was going to these Adidas and Nike factories and I was buying jerseys on wholesale. And I was selling them on, on, on eBay, making a whooping $500 per month. You know, I was living on a dollar, two dollars per day, which you live like a, you have a very good life in Bangkok for that. Anyway, so I have another Italian connection. It's a true story. So it's a Friday evening and I'm watching Sopranos because I'm a big fan of Sopranos. This was back in the day when it was big. And after Sopranos, like the episode ended, I was like, all right, you know what? What about these summer internships? Like I was thinking back about these summer internships um, from Japan and China because I got a Facebook message from one of the guys and he said, you know what? I didn't have such a good time in China, but anyway, how are you doing, you know? And thanks again for your help. And that made me think, okay, what about these summer internships? Let me Google it, literally summer internships. And what popped up was a company in the US actually that uh, were selling New York internship programs for $12,000. And they had 400 students each year and they were all from the US. And I was like, they're charging $12,000 to, to, to sell New York internships, organize things for, for people from the US that speak English. You need to do that in China where people don't speak English. So I think that was like the light bulb Around the same time, I picked up a book. It was very, very revolutionary back then, but it's called a four hour work week. I'm sure a lot of the people in the audience have read it, but back then it just, it just came out, you know, by Tim Ferriss. And it promoted a lot of things that today, I mean, we take for granted, you know, like remote work, trying to be efficient, the 80, 20 rule and so on. And these were things that I was like, wow, I was so inspired from it, you know, Tony, I was so, so inspired. And I was like, you know what? I want to build a company. I want to build a life and I want to build a company where I can work from anywhere in the world. Like I want that for me, you know, because I saw my parents growing up, they had to drive. They woke up every day at 5 a.m. They had to wake up early. They had to drive half an hour, 40 minutes. You know, it's hard in the winter, especially in, this, in, in the snow. It's really dark. Um, and you work, it's really dark. You have to go to the same place each day, you know? So for me, I was like, you know what? I want to work. I want to like create a business where I can work from anywhere in the world. And I said, you know what, what they're doing in New York, I'm going to do in China. So that day I said to my partner in crime, I want to do this, you know? So. That is quite a story. And the rest is history, as they say. And I'm curious about this, Freddie. You saw it as a great opportunity, but you kept doing it. You've gone past the point of, let's call it extreme success. If this were the Olympics, you would have gotten the gold and you kept doing it and you kept doing it. You stayed focused. So I sense a deep purpose here. Like, what's the reason? Why are you doing this? Um, 
why if you ask me today like why I'm doing it is because I'm very happy what I'm doing like I literally I wake up and like today I woke up at 5 a.m people think I'm crazy but you know I wake up because I love what I'm doing like I'm so so passionate about what we're doing I know it's been 12 years Tony but when you have people telling you hey Freddie you know I want to deeply appreciate you and, and say thank you for everything you have done for my son for my daughter he has completely changed since eight weeks ago. You know, when you get emails like that, Tony, like you can't buy that with money, you know, that type of appreciation, you know, that type of grat. Like when you have people showing their gratitude like that, it means something, you know, and um, it shows that you're doing something that is important in the world. And I believe that, you know, it's not that I want to crank down on people like that are selling socks or vacuum machines. I mean, I respect everyone, but at, at least for me, what has worked for me is like I'm doing something that I truly enjoy. And I think it's um, um, it helps a lot, Tony. That's the, one of the best reasons. Absolutely. Happiness. I think it's money can't buy that. We talk about it. It's a cliche today, but it's so true. You're helping so many people. And yeah, it's so rewarding to get that communication from others. So I love that. And we're talking about $2,000 to multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun. And his website, by the way, is absoluteinternship.com. Now I'm perhaps from the old school internship. I spelled it different back then. So I'm going to spell it all for you. For any of uh, people my age, perhaps listening, it's, it's absoluteinternship.com. That's A-B-S-O-L-U-T-E. I-N-T-E-R-N-S-H-I-P.com. Did I get that right, Freddie? That's correct. Thank you, Tony. My pleasure. Well, let's kind of get into your vision map here and your path and how you went down this road. You saw that it was successful. People were doing it in New York and they were just doing great, going like gangbusters. And you said, hey, I could replicate that. Did you realize that you were going to be your own boss? You're an entrepreneur now instead of working for someone. I want to talk about that switch from, I know you weren't making much money, but you were living and you were doing well. And as you say, a, a couple bucks goes a long way in Bangkok. But at some point you switch, you go, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I want to talk about that because for some people, it's very scary. They don't want to go down that road. It is true. It is true. Um, it takes me back to a story when I was, I think I was nine or 10, Tony, I can't remember, but I was winter and um, I don't know where I got this idea, but I told my father like, hey, uh, father, can I borrow $3? Like, what are you gonna buy? It was a big deal, you know? Well, I'm gonna buy some Christmas cards, I'm gonna knock on doors and sell them like one-on-one. So I was doing that for a week and I really loved, I mean, I got a lot of no's, you know, and people are polite to kids, even, you know, they say, no, like, well, I'm not going to buy anything. But I love the connection of meeting people and getting the feedback, instant feedback, and then selling and seeing like the spark in their eyes. And I love that. And coming back to absolute internship, I think, you know, when, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to love adventure. Like it has to like, you need to have that fire in the belly, you know? And uh, I remember my mother, she told me, Tony, she said, Frederick, I, I know you, you want to build a successful business from my age and from my humble like life. What I've seen is that an overnight success takes 10 years. Are you willing to work 
these many, many years without the salary. Like you could work like for Volvo or Siemens, one of these big companies in Sweden, make a very, very good salary of $3,000 per month, have a very, very comfortable life, have a car, own a house, you know, like you don't have to worry, you know? I said, no, I want to do this, mother, because I, I think I can make it, you know? And um, it's not easy, Tony. It, it, it's not easy because today, like anyone, literally anyone can be an entrepreneur. The only thing they have to do is just to, to go like on their phone, pick up their Instagram app and change their bio to entrepreneur. And then you think you're an entrepreneur, but it's not as easy as that, you know? This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues, $2,000 to multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, as entrepreneurs, we all have products or services which we provide to our businesses. Sometimes we take a pot shot when we launch our products and we're unsure of how they're going to do in the market. Wouldn't it be nice to gather intel on how well our products will do before we make the investments and go through multiple trial and error? How would you like to learn and have access to how the Fortune 500 companies achieve this? Let me introduce you to the secret. Feedback loop. That's feedback loop. You get quality feedback from your target consumers early and often. How about an audience of at least 100 people in your specific target market giving you feedback on your product ideas, messages, concepts, and more? Feedback Loop is the test-before-you-invest research platform. They have expert templates for concept testing, user discovery, prioritizing features on your roadmap, and a lot more. You can create your own test in minutes and get back quality insights from your target consumers in hours, not days. That's highly valuable all by itself. And how would you like to get three full tests for free? Just go to go.feedbackloop.com slash Tony. That's it. It's trusted by innovators as their preferred resource for user discovery, concept testing, comparison testing, and more. I'm looking forward to Feedback Loop on my own upcoming products and services it's a huge money saver and prevents wasted time, effort, and revenue. And of course, it greatly helps prevent a product failure. So if you want your next product or feature to be a hit, test before you invest, build based on data, not opinion, and launch with confidence with Feedback Loop. And I'll spell that go.feedbacloop.com slash T-O-N-Y. To give you that edge and assurance of success, I urge you to use Feedback Loop for your next project. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is $2,000 to Multimillions, with Frederick Van Heun. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, or you can find everything back to day one at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Frederick. You really need to have a burning desire. You have to really have a burning desire, the desire to succeed. I remember reading this book after the four-hour work week, um, I think it was in year one of Absolute, it was called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. 
the way I came across this book was because I was obsessed and I'm still about back then I was like deeply obsessed about building a multi-million dollar business. So what I was doing, I was literally studying millionaires because my parents, you know, like we didn't have any connections, you know, and I'm not making things up, you know, like I couldn't even ask anyone about which high school program I was going to take because no one had gone to high school in my family. I didn't know which like type of program I would choose a university because I didn't know like literally who to ask. We didn't have internet back then, you know, and I came from a little village where, you know, they had like a list of all the universities in Sweden and business schools and other programs, but it was like three years old. So the program's not even up to date. So that's where I was coming from, you know, Tony. And fast forward, you know, to year one of Absolute Internship, um, how I came across Thinking Grow Witch was like, I was watching this TV series, Shark Tank, which is huge in the US. I was watching every single episode and then I was studying every single entrepreneur who built that business. And then I was studying all the, um, the Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban, Damon John, and I was studying what they were reading. And Damon John, I read his, his books, and then he was talking about uh, Thinking Grow Rich, how that had, had impacted him when he built FUBU. And I was like, you know what? If it could help Damon John build a billion-dollar business, I'm sure it could help me build a million-dollar business. So that was one of the best $10 that I invested because I took the book. And I think a lot of people, what they do, a lot of entrepreneurs, is that they read books, Tony. And they say, yeah, I read that. Very, very interesting. Great book. But they failed to apply. I, I, when I read Thinking Grow Rich, and I'm sorry to ruin it for those that haven't read it, but you know, I deeply recommend it, is that, I mean, this is a book. It's basically a blueprint. Like it's, it's a secret sauce. You want to build a billion dollar business, a, mil, a multi-million dollar business, you just have to follow the steps, you know, because Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, like this worked 100 years ago. You know, <laughs> if it worked 100 years ago, it should be working now, you know, because we have like so much more technology today. So I basically just like applied everything. Freddie, that is amazing. Growing up as you did, you were young. I think you had what people would say a lot against you. There were no entrepreneur role models, I don't think, in your environment. Though you did have them on Shark Tank, on the TV, maybe some other programs and the books. Exactly. You did the smart thing. You learned from them, from the books, from everywhere you can. However, you were still very young, and I'm sure it didn't all work perfect. You know, you had barriers and hurdles. What about adversity? I'm sure you've had a couple of events that said, oh, it's time to quit. Go do something else. Yes. I mean, I couldn't take out, we couldn't take out the salary until year four, for example, you know? So I remember, you know, my business partner, like, she was like, you know what? Uh, I mean, she's a very, very positive person, but you know, Tony, when it's raining, you're touring um, the country, trying to go to meet students. It's raining, your, your feet are wet, you're hungry, you're cold, you know, and you're wearing the same clothes with perfume because you don't want to invest in fancy clothes because you want to put it back into the business. Yes, you, you really need to have a strong why. And I think one of the things that kept me going, like definitely is the think and grow rich, because one of the things that I took away was goal, goal setting and writing down your goals. So the author, Napoleon Hill, what he found out was that all the successful people back then, like Andrew Carnegie, for those that don't know, was like basically the Steve Jobs back then, um, the Elon Musk of today. But what they did was, this also Bruce Lee, apparently I found out, 
in the 70s, he wrote down his goals. But what they did, they didn't just write down their goals. They read their goals loud three times per day. So I did that. Every time I had a doubt, I would read it, uh, read it out. Okay, what are my goals, you know? And that sort of centered me, anchored me, and kept me going. And um, I think sports have helped me a lot, Tony. When I grew up, you know, there was a lot of adversity because there's not a lot of immigrants in Sweden. Now there's a little bit more. It's not as, as diverse as in the U.S. and Canada. But playing table tennis, I was like always the only immigrant. Playing soccer on a very high level, table tennis on a very, very high level, all, always being like the, the only sort of like immigrant, a person that looked a little bit differently. And I'm not saying that people are racist, but you get to hear things, you know, because some people are more narrow minded. I think it sort of like gave me a tough skin that, you know what, I'm going to show you guys, you know, I'm going to show you guys. And it's OK. My, my mom always said kindness wins in the end, you know, and uh, I know I got a, I got a lot of bad things about that, but I still believe that, you know, I've always been a good guy. I want to be a good guy. I want to believe in that doing good things, being kind uh, helps you win in life. Yeah, during the hard moments, I think it's important to remember why you're doing what you're doing, because like Napoleon Hill said, and like all these past billionaires, is that you need to have a burning desire. And in order to have a burning desire, you need to burn your bridges. What do I mean with that? It's that you need to give everything. Basically, you can't have a lifeline, you know, of course, like I always had my parents, I could live with them or my, my parents-in-law, but Everything was on the line, at least in my mind, you know. Freddie, I think you have the most burning desire of anyone I've ever interviewed. To not take a salary after four years of putting the business together, that is astounding. That just shows how certain you were that it was going to pay off. And it did. But you had to put in the time, though, not really at the time. You had to put in that work and really put it together. That is quite a passion and a purpose to make success. I'm I'm really I'm really impressed by that. Four years. That's I'm humble. Thank you, Tony. But you know what, Tony? Like I it it sounds I don't know if it sounds weird, but you know, uh, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich is he, he spoke about having imaginary masterminds, having imaginary mentors. So every morning, every lunch, every evening, I was I was imagining having like Mark Cuban here. I was imagining having Barbara Cochran here, Damon John telling me advices, you know, and I was imagining myself wearing these fancy clothes, wearing a very, very nice like watch, driving a very, very nice car. I just didn't have it yet. You know, it's going to come. I was browsing on, on Instagram, looking at things that, you know what? Ah, that's the car I own, you know. Oh, that's the watch I own. Yep. I have that one at home and I have that one. And um, it really helped, you know. I guess it's something from sports too, because I remember when I played table tennis, one of my coaches, he told me that when I was very young, I was like 12, I was one of the best in Sweden playing table tennis. And uh, I think one of the breakthroughs that I had in table tennis, because in the beginning, I mean, I was good, but I was not very, very good. But one of the biggest breakthroughs, Tony, was that one of the coaches, he told me like, before you play, before you practice, close your eyes and envision how it's going to be. You're a winner, you know? You have already won before you play the match, you know? You just have to like go through the, the motion now, you know? And I think I've taken a lot from that, you know, to, um, to the business world, so to speak. 
Well, visualization is very, very important. You mentioned Bruce Lee. Uh, even Bruce Lee did it. Chuck Norris did it. Uh, Arnold Palmer did it. Visualization of seeing that goal, if I said it right, come into fruition. I talk about the vision map and how to set your vision because you need a map to get to where you're going. You, and the, so I agree. I agree with you. You call it your goal, but it's what you see yourself doing, almost like it's a movie. It's like you're visualizing what you're doing. And I see you as exactly. taking the little, if I could say it that way, just a few items that you had. You had the book, which was great, Think and Grow Rich. You had you know, that determination, that desire. You had that great idea. You didn't have people hand you money. You didn't have all these super mentors or, or what have you. But you took what you had and you made it. And even though you had to grind a little bit, I'm still impressed that four years before you took a salary, that's a tough one. But look at you now. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. And I also love the fact that you talked about the masterminds because it's very popular today. It's growing more and more. But when you don't have those people, I love that you bring them to you and have that mastermind with them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's. Um... I know it's, it's, it's very, very popular today, you know, and, you know, a lot of masterminds, you have to pay for them. But I, um, I just did what the author was suggesting, you know, Napoleon Hill. I'd like, I, I, I created them, you know, I had Damon John telling me all the advices that he was t saying on Shark Tank. It was just telling me now face to face, you know, and I, I, I was really hearing it and about the, about the vision that you were talking about, Tony. I not only looked at pictures, like I was like, like this, this watch, for example, I, I was going to the Rolex watch to try it on. I was like, okay, you know, yeah, that, this is my watch, you know? And I was going to touch very expensive cars. I'm like, yeah, this is the car, you know? Now I don't own a car, you know? <laughs> like I, I ended up not buying a car. Like I have, a, I'm just, I go with a bicycle, you know, I like the cycle, but like these clothes, I would go to clothing stores. I would like dress up really nicely and I would like take a picture and be like, okay, like I return the clothes. I'm not going to buy anything, you know? So not only like imagining things, like also feeling, smelling. Absolutely. Yeah, just building that up in your mind. Freddie, I want to get into internships now. There's a couple points. I have a couple questions. Uh, let's talk about that. What are they? Why are they important? And as well as there's international, there's domestic. Let's kind of go into that whole road and, and start from the beginning on that. I think the reason why I believe internships is one of the most underrated components for all the students, you know, literally in the world is because higher education today, at least in North America and in Europe as well, is becoming much more expensive. So, Tony, you're based in the U.S., Studying in a, studying a year cost you ranges from twenty thousand up to sixty five thousand dollars plus living expenses, plus expenses visiting your family, plus food expenses, clothing expense. But that doesn't guarantee you a future because you have millions of other students like getting a same degree as you. You know, this is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues, $2,000 to multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment.
Guys, you know those highly tempting and alluring free trial subscriptions that seem so hard to pass up? They ensnare us with hard-to-pass deals. We all fall for them, and then every month they automatically charge your accounts. A little here, a little there, and when you add it all up, it's a lot of money. And most of these subscriptions you forgot about or you don't even use any longer. Yet, you're still paying them every month. Now, it seems like a business scam out to get you, doesn't it? Well, don't let greedy corporations ensnare you and pocket your money. How do we manage and get out of these? There's actually a solution for this. It's called Truebill and helps you take control of your subscriptions. That's T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. While companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel, so you don't have to. You know, I forgot all about those pesky subscriptions that were draining my account every month until I saw an email somewhere by accident and I looked into it. Boy, was I surprised. You know, it becomes so hard to micromanage finances at times and see who's charging you and when. But not anymore with Truebill. They can save you tons. And they have over 2 million users and have helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B. who says, In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. Saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. Saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Tony. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Tony. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Tony. And that's T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Guys, get your Truebill app today. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with Key Influencers. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is $2,000 to Multi-Millions with Frederick Van Heun. And how about a kind review on Apple Podcasts? Simply go to Apple Podcasts using any Apple device and search for Tony, D-U-R-S-O. And make sure the Tony D'Urso Show shows up in the search and click it. Then, once that opens, scroll down and click on Ratings and Reviews, and then write a review. I thank you kindly. And now, back to the chat with Frederick. So then, you're left out competing on grades. Not everyone is talented and can get top grades, you know? So you invested all this money. Let's say for the sake of simplicity, it's $50,000. In four years, that's $200,000. But as a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, you don't really know what you want to do with life. And that's correct. You shouldn't know what you want to do with life, you know? But you have invested so much money. So even though you're studying journalism or business for that matter, you might not want to become an entrepreneur. You might not want to become a banker, you know? But what internships al- allow you to do is to test drive your career. You can try out how it's like to be a journalist for two months. You can test out how it's like to work in marketing for a month. You can test out how it's like to work in broadcasting for like two months. And then you can see if that's something you want to pursue, you know, in the future. And I think that's, that's, um, that's one of the biggest beauties of internships. 
Now, it's not paid, so it's a student who is working in, in Europe, but he can intern for a U.S. business, for example. That's correct, yes. Through, through our company, most of internships are unpaid because international internships and being paid is very, very complicated, although we do have some that are paid. But yes, that's what we do. So we have students from all around the world going through our program. Um, they can choose to intern in, in Singapore, Tokyo, China, Portugal, Sweden, France. There are so many countries. And um, we have students from the US, Canada, Mexico, Asia, all across Europe. So yeah, it's a very diverse program. So through your company, a person can actually intern and work for a company basically anywhere in the world in the industry that they're interested in. That's correct, yes. That opens up a lot of, yeah, that opens up a lot of doors for everybody. Yes, you know, not only the travel programs have always been popular, but I think our remote internship program has really, really broken barriers. Um, it really touched me. Like, I think it was a few months ago, we had a army wife who's finishing her online degree now. She has four kids at home and she's f finishing her bachelor. And she said, this is the only way I can gain international work experience is through a remote internship program. So she interned, I think it was for a company in Spain or the UK. But um, it's amazing what technology can, can, can offer people today. I think even more important than ever in today's culture, it's so much better to work from home. It, it's kind of, we've been steered or corralled down that way through all the things that have been happening in the past couple of years. And I think a lot of us are beginning to like it more and do like it a lot more to work from home as well and be able to earn that living. Though it's always nice to go out and go about and meet people and do things like that. But I think there's a definite piece of that pie, so to speak, of people. There's definite level there of people that this would be just absolutely great for because it just opens the door. Regardless of what's happened in whether there's lockdowns or any other issues going on societal, it just doesn't even seem to matter as much because you can work in any field you want now and so much easier. And I know when you work as an intern, and if you like it, you start meeting people in that industry that you like, and that opens up the door to perhaps working a job or getting some work there because they like you, you like them, and here you are, you're in Italy. And you're working for a company in uh, New Jersey or something like that. Yeah, it is true. It is true. What's the average length? You've mentioned two months for internship. Is that the average length for a person to determine, yeah, I love this industry? Or does a person then go on to other companies in the same category? Kind of how does that work out? Normally, a student is matched with one company. And they stay with the same company throughout this, the entire duration. And that duration is typically one month, two months, or three months. So the most popular is two months. That's so such a short amount of time. It's amazing to just go right into your industry. I think it's a, it's a big change right now. It, I know it's been being done before, but I see it being more disruptive than ever. It's such a big change because it takes that barrier off of people that want to work in a different country or do something. It just changes, it changes everything dramatically. I think so. Like I, you know, students that, that have completed an international internship are so much more culturally aware, much more self-confident, much more resourceful. 
And I think they're much more versatile, you know, more, much more versatile than, than, and more open-minded than students who just been like in their hometown or in the same state that they grew up in. Freddie, was there a turning point in this? I know you did four years without a salary. That is such a burning passion to be successful, but you must have had some hardships besides going place to place in the rain, the same shoes, not even having a new fresh change of clothes. You've had obstacles. Yes. There must have been something where you just said, forget it. I know I've had that in my podcasting career. There have been a couple of times I said, forget it. I'm, I'm going to move on to something else. And I'm certain you've had some of these. What were some of the biggest failures? We talked a little bit about this, but I want to get into what wanted to make you quit, but you didn't. I think it was in year two was a big turning point. I remember that was, it was a specific moment. I was out walking with my partner after dinner. Uh, it was that time I was living with my, um, my mother-in-law's place. I lived there for a year because it was free rent, free internet and free food. Basically, that's why I read <laughs> the, the, the Think and Grow Rich. And that, that was a great psychological, mental and spiritual test for myself, you know. But I remember that evening walk, I said, you know what? Like, I just want to throw in the towel because we're not selling. Like, this is not working, you know. I was really, really frustrated. and. My partner, she said, you know what? That's not the Freddy I know. That's not the Freddy I know. Take a shower, rest well, and tomorrow, like, like think about why you started this, you know, and the big dreams that we have. And I think that was a starting point because back then I was like, you know what? We need to, I woke up, I had a, like, a, I slept on it. And then I was like, oh, we changed our business model a bit was quite dramatic and I convinced my business partner to go with it and which essentially was raising our prices dramatically. I'm talking about five to 600%. And it worked, it worked, you know, Tony. And when, when we got the, like the first customer that paid that, I was like, you know what, we're on it. Like nothing, nothing can stop us right now. You know, I think that was a very, very big, big milestone. We got very bad press one year. Tony mm. in Australia, very, very bad press. We had before that gotten a lot of beautiful, very, very nice press, New York Times, BBC, NBC, Forbes, and etc. And that press led to I haven't I've never spoken about this because I don't I don't think people believed me. But we started to get like um what do you call this? People calling us and then calling us racist things. You know, because of this article, like, you know what, this is like, you guys are a scam, like, you no know, bloody Chinese people like you, I'm not even Chinese, but they're like, you know, Chinese like company, like you guys are scams. I'm talking about like hundreds of people, like, and I think at that time I got, I didn't get sad, but I was like, you know what, that people can be so narrow minded, you know? And I remember speaking to one of my mentors, like just the same day or the day after. And he said, don't worry, Freddie, don't worry. Uh, the good always win. The good always win. And it is true, you know, like we, we became even stronger because of that. And, you know, it's been passe. We've been putting that uh, like behind us. And it's like, I was thinking a lot, you know, like you go, even if you go to a five-star restaurant or a five-star hotel, 
like you're gonna have people complain so true i like that the good always win you just have to stick with it and yes i like that a lot freddie one of the things i think an underlying current and you've mentioned this before and i want to bring it up is that martial arts and that regimen that routine i'll let you explain the rest but you say it's so important to building a successful business for you let's kind of go into that what why why is that so i got into uh, martial arts um not long time ago tony three years ago um i wanted to since i was young i always wanted to do martial arts but remember my background we didn't have internet back then small town in sweden there was not even like it was not like hey uh, where can i do martial arts it was not like you could look it up somewhere so there was no martial arts uh table tennis and and ping pong um no table tennis and, and soccer uh, was my sports but my wife she tried uh muay thai and she said hey you would love this and I've always like been afraid to get hit in the face, but I've always been like passionate about it because I'm from Cambodia. We have like Kun Khmer, which is very similar to, to Muay Thai, where you use your elbows, uh, your fists and your knees and your, your, your feet, so to speak. And it looked really, really cool. And I always loved training um, because I feel like it's, it really cements your mind and your soul. Um, so I tried that and I tried it for six months. And then my coach was like, you know what? Um, in order to become a complete fighter, you need to also fight on the ground and know how to choke people. So you need to try and Brazil, train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was like, okay, I don't have time because I'm running my company. I'm working like 10 hours a day that I just can come here. It's like, it's a, it's a blessing, you know? Um, a few years later, I moved to Barcelona and told my wife, you know what? It's time. I'm going to do something new. And when you try something new as an adult, it's extremely intimidating because you're a beginner. You're like this little kid in the playground, you know, like who's going to pick me? Like, am I going to be bad? Yes, of course, you're going to suck because you're a beginner, you know? Um, I tried Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I've always been humble. I never had a big ego, but when you train martial arts, especially Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know that you need to leave the ego like outside the mat or at home because you're going to get choked 25 times within an hour, you know? And it, this could be from small guys, small women, you know, heavier guys, tall guys. Uh, and you're going to be like, okay, what just happened here? And I think now training, I have, I'm almost a, a purple belt, and, which means that I've, I've almost, I'm like in the middle between, until my black belt. So in a few years, I'll have my black belt. But, you know, jiu-jitsu is one of the hardest things I've ever tried and done. And it's still, because it's so, so difficult, Tony. There are so many small details. And it reminds me a lot about business. I've always said that love is in the details. But jiu-jitsu, you know, and it's one of my life philosophies that, and it's same with business, Tony. Like, you want to build a, like the best podcast in the world. You want to build a multi-million dollar business, but it doesn't take one day. It doesn't take a year. People overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues. $2,000 to multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. 
Hey, fellow entrepreneur, as you know, to be successful, you need to be bold, strong, and brave. Everything is key in achieving success. And an important key item is business checking that shares the same qualities as you. Allow me to introduce you to Novo Business Checking. That's N-O-V-O. Novo makes business checking powerfully simple. Forget the traditional banking model. Check this out. Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hidden fees. With the many seamless integrations they offer, they're known as the Swiss Army Knife by their fans. And you know there's no one-size-fits-all approach. Everything is customized to your business, and that's important. They seamlessly integrate with Stripe, QuickBooks Online, Shopify, and all the rest. And it saves you bunches of time and frees up cash flow. And we all like that. Now, when you sign up for Novo for free, you join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who have found the customizable business checking solution that admires their brave. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash Tony. Plus, Tony D'Urso Show listeners get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Go to novo.co slash Tony to sign up for free. Novo.co slash Tony. Novo Platform Inc. is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings, FA, member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Get your free Novo account today and experience the Novo difference. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is $2,000 to Multi-Millions with Frederick Van Heun. Say, if you podcast, let's get you more engagement on your episodes with thousands of visitors checking out your content. Go to TonyDurso.com slash grow and see how we can help you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash G-R-O-W. And now, back to the chat with Frederick. I'll repeat that. People really overestimate what they can achieve in a year. You cannot get a black belt in any sport in one year. You know, you can buy a belt online, but you cannot get that. You need to go through the process, you know. And the process, that means your ego is going to take a turn. There's going to be a lot of days you, you need to go and train but you don't want to, you know? So people really underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years in sports and martial arts, but also in business, you know? So you can only approve very little each day. Amazing insights, amazing mentorships. I just loved it. Once again, we talked about taking $2,000 to multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun, and you can find him at absoluteinternship.com. Freddie, I learned some great points here. I really, really like this. You've just persevered and made such a great business, and you've shared that with us. I am very appreciative, and I want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you very much, Tony. It's been a pleasure to be on your show, and I'm very humbled to, to have been invited. And here's an insider's brief that celebrates Teacher Appreciation Month and the importance of raising kind kids who are, by the way, our future entrepreneurs. Now, these days with rising violence and bullying in schools, empathy lessons can pay off now and for years to come. With us is Lisbeth Cheriboga, Program Manager of TeachKind at PETA. Hi, Lisbeth, and welcome. 
Hello, Tony. Thanks for having me on your show. Pleasure to I'm be great here. To have you. It's my pleasure. I'm great to have you here. What I'd like to do, Lizbeth, is first start off by defining P-E-T-A and introduce teach kind. Sure. So PETA stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. And it is the largest animal protection organization in the world. And what we do is help people help animals in um, the industries where they suffer the, the largest number of suffering the most. So that's animals used for experiments, animals used for clothing, animals used for food, animals used for entertainment. So we help people um, learn different ways that they can help them in their everyday lives. Now, Teach Kind, I'm excited to talk about because that's the division I work for at PETA. It is the Humane Education Division. And we're actually celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. So it's very, we're very excited about that. And we are all former classroom teachers. And we work with schools, teachers, homeschoolers, and parents around the US and Canada to help them incorporate compassion for animals into student learning. And we offer free lessons and materials for all students from kindergarten right up to 12th grade, helping them develop empathy for all beings while simultaneously honing their academic skills. Lizbeth, this is a very interesting program here. And I'm one thinking about being kind to animals. I'm thinking about entrepreneurs and businessmen that are in our audience. And what I'd like to go first is. Let's talk about some of the resources that TeachKind has and offers. Sure. So very exciting. We offer a variety of resources on teachkind.org, but I'll highlight uh, a few of them for you. Starting with our empathy building program for the elementary level, which is called Share the World, which shows children that the golden rule of treating others the way you want, wish to be treated applies to all living beings, not just humans. And then we have our social justice-themed curriculum for the secondary level called Challenging Assumptions, which really empowers young people to challenge societal norms and inspires them to have empathy for others, regardless of species, race, gender, sexual identity. And they both, uh, both these programs offer thought-provoking lessons, inspiring videos, and they're also available digitally at teachkind.org. Very interesting. Now, there's the big question. I'm sure you get asked this a lot. How does teaching children about helping animals and being kind to animals and life, how does that help motivate them academically? Sure. Well, before coming to PETA about five years ago, I was a classroom teacher in New York for 12 years. So I've seen firsthand how incorporating compassion for animals into the curriculum helps students academically. And now I'm excited to let your listeners know and viewers know that there's groundbreaking research that has been done to show how it can boost reading comprehension as well. So our Teach Kind Rescue Story texts were used in a study with 200 middle schoolers and it found that students who read the animal rescue stories performed significantly better on common core line questions. So it's not just reading about animals, but reading about how to help animals that makes the difference. 
And at teachkind.org, we offer rescue stories for all grade levels from kindergarten to 12th grade, um, as well as additional support materials, all for free. I, you know, I, as, I, as you're going over this, I'm thinking because I love going out in nature. We have a Jeep. We go out in the wild. We travel across what we call God's country here in, in the United States and the mountains. And we just love that interaction with nature. And it appears to me, and I'd love to have you comment on it, that the more you interact, let's call it, or deal with nature, animals, it really improves social interaction. Oh, absolutely. When children learn kindness to animals, they take a key step towards rejecting all forms of violence and bullying. And this is more important now than ever, considering all the challenges students have faced during the pandemic, which are now being manifested with increased antisocial behaviors in schools around the country. Tony, just this past January, there was a case where a high school student in Ohio allegedly hit a dog with his car then took the dog's decapitated head and placed it on a guardrail then posted about it on the social media. Now, many of the school districts surrounding where this incident took place saw that the whole community had been affected and were eager to work with TeachKind to incorporate empathy for animals into school programming to prevent future tragedies. And we continue to support those districts with free resources. But sadly, this latest case of cruelty to animals is not an isolated incident. TeachKind regularly hears about these reports. And frankly, in the past few months, we've been hearing about them like multiple cases each week. So we created a website to call attention to this disturbing trend. And it's called kidshurtinganimals.peta.org. And I'll give that again. It's called kidshurtinganimals.peta.org. Because, you know, young people who abuse animals will often go on to commit violence against humans. As we saw in 2018, after media reported that the Parkland, Florida shooter had earlier posted about killing animals on social media. And now similar reports have surfaced about the 2021 Oxford, Michigan school shooter torturing animals. In fact, Tony, research shows that 43% of school shooters harmed animals before the schoolyard massacres. So every single instance of cruelty to animals by children or teens is a red flag to the community and needs to be taken seriously. But we urgently can and need to help young people find things to care about, which will then empower them to take compassionate action to help the world and not hurt others. We know that kids love animals. So it's really the lowest hanging fruit that schools can take advantage of right now. And incorporating compassion for animals into the curriculum is easy and it will not take anything away from instructional time. In fact, it will actually enhance it. Anyone can visit teachkind.org for free to access K to 12 resources to help them start doing this right now. Elizabeth, do you have any particular success that you can share with us from your research of perhaps a troubled teen or a troubled youth that then got into your program and what resulted afterwards? Any, any kind of success you could share with us? Well, I'd like to point to, I mean, we work with teachers all around the country and there's constantly wonderful anecdotes um, that they bring to us about children 
who've um, experienced lessons in compassion for animals and it taps into their empathy. But I'd like to share, when I was uh, a teacher in the Bronx, um, I, I saw exactly, you know, I want, I have, there's a poignant example I'd like to share. So I showed a, a puppy mill video to a class of fifth graders, showed images like rescuers using tools to cut open cages to free the dogs because the cage doors had rusted shut. So it was very moving image, very moving footage. After the video, a boy raised his hand to joke about how another boy in the class had cried during the video. So I explained to the class, it was okay to cry because it just showed that you're compassionate and caring. And as soon as I said this, a bunch of other hands went up to say that they had cried too. Now, the important thing to note here is that these were kids who lived in the project. They had rough lives and were not used to being able to let their guard down and show their emotions. So when I reflected on what had happened, I realized that we had created a safe space for these children to show their empathy. And that's why humane education helps both animals and children. I mean, you don't need to cry in order to be a compassionate person, but the key thing is to create safe spaces so that young people can show their empathy. If they don't ever have practice showing empathy, that could lead them down a dangerous path. So we encourage educators to tap into children's empathy with a topic that they're naturally interested in, which is animals. And Teach Kind's resources can help do that. Thanks so much for sharing that. That is strong. I like that a lot. And once again, where can our listeners go for more information? Sure. So all our lessons and activities, which, by the way, all meet, uh, also meet Common Core state standards, are available at teachkind.org. So whether you're a school teacher, teaching in the classroom or virtually, or a parent homeschooling, you can be confident that using our resources can help students work towards fulfilling academic expectations as well. Elizabeth, thank you so much for briefing us on the importance of raising kind kids. I love it. I support it. I hope everyone gets behind it. We need this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me today. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. This is so full of great wisdom. We talked about taking $2,000 and turning that into multi-millions with Frederick Van Heun. Now, Freddie has such an amazing life story. I'm so impressed that he worked for years in his business before he took salary. What passion, what motivation, that's extreme. And he didn't have any entrepreneur role models but he did have books and he read the good ones, the important ones. And he had very wise people in his life that helped steer him when needed. And I think that his imaginary masterminds are brilliant. I did a show about this many years ago on Revenue Chat Radio. And I'm glad it came back in another interview. Bring those mentors into your life that you feel would give you the best help and advice, even if you have to imagine them even if they're gone, even if they're no longer around today, you can still bring them in. Think about that. You should know all, all about this from Napoleon Hill. And I love how Freddie dealt with some serious adversity. Man, that was a rough road. And he got through and he pulled through and he's looking great. What resonated the most with you in this interview? Tell us. And I do appreciate your listening. And I look forward to your tuning in again next week. Please come back, same place, same channel, and for another great uh, episode. And I really do appreciate you. And also, 
please remember supporting this show with a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That really means a lot. That helps us grow the show. And of course, I always ask this, please share this with a few friends to help them too. This is all about friends helping friends, all right? Use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 